Hello, sports people. This is Damon D. Welcome to the Under Review Show. I uh, don't know how you got here, but if you got here through the iTunes machine, make sure you subscribe to us. And if you're at underreviewshow.com, do the same thing. Or if you're at Podcast One, subscribe there. You can do it anywhere. And then when you're done that, you're going to want to go to betonline.ag and you're going to want to sign up and use the promo code REVIEW. And that's going to give you a little bit of extra money in your account just for being a good listener. Being a good listener. And you know what? I'm going to reward you another way today because we're going to talk to Masters. And I like to bet on golf. I think it's one of the most underrated sports to bet on on the planet. I'm not very good at it, but I know someone who is. His name is Matt Wiley. And we recorded this earlier, and I cannot... I, this guy is unbelievable. Um, if you wanted uh, any insight into betting on the Masters, this is the person that you listen to. He's got a podcast on Podcast One called um, Golflandia. He's all over Twitter. Uh, the guy's unbelievable, and he sat down with us for a half hour, and he just gave us everything. He's gave us every piece of insight he has on betting the Masters this week. It's freaking unbelievable. Um, I'm really excited about the show, as you can tell. So strap him on. Get your headphones all situated. Make sure you're just you're free of any distractions for the next half an hour, um, because we are going to get this party started. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Um, Matt Wiley from Golflandia coming right up. Let's get this party started. This, my friends, is the Under Review Show. All right, joining me now. I mean, big week for the guy. Um, this is like Christmas. This is this is like, I guess, the Daytona 500 for golf dudes like Matt Wiley from the Golflandia podcast on Podcast One. Uh, Matt, how you doing? Big week, dude. Damon, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a big week. Yeah, it's man. like Daytona 500, only just a little bit different venue. Yeah, less beer guts and mullets generally. <laughs> I'd yes. say <laughs> nicer restrooms. Yeah, there are, there are like, yeah, they're, they're, they smell better. There's a little, overall the smell I think would be like the number one thing you could talk about. <laughs> the smell would be better at, uh, at the masters, which is, this is it. This is a big one for kind of kicks the year off. Hey, so, um, uh, you've obviously had a busy week, huh? Yeah. The, yeah, the I mean, listen, the thing about golf, if you handicap it or you bet it, uh, both European Tour, Asian Tour, LPGA, PGA, Web, even Champions, it's nonstop year-round, right? It's, yeah. It's 52 weeks a year virtually, and it's a four-day sweat uh, during the week. It is like we were talking about prior to going live. It is the best gambling sport, I think, in the world. Totally. And I think ratings are pushing that or are telling that story, uh, especially in fantasy golf, which is a whole different subject. But – it's, it's why we do what we do. And the Golflandia podcast, you know, we, we break down each tournament in depth. I mean, this is, you know, it's very data-driven sport, right? It's, it's, it's extremely thorough and well thought. And we know the players intimately, not intimately, but intimately. And, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun every week. Yeah, and I mean, it, this is the, the, the best part. It's like, it's almost like with advanced stats and stuff, it's like surgical now how you can like, how you can break these, these guys down 
you know, where, where I'm sure like 15 years ago, it was, I mean, same sentiments, but very different in terms of the data that you guys are processing from, from like you know, basically golf swing to golf swing on a, on a golf course. Yeah. I mean, you can, you, you can go proximity stats from the rough 30 yards out, um, <laughs> right. to that level, uh, on, on Bermuda down grain, etc. You can really <laughs> overload yourself with data and historicals. What, what I have found, uh, I'm more of a feel better in terms of golf. I like to see who is, who's getting strokes approach and off the tee, meaning irons and off the tee, uh, during the previous week or closest to it, who is well-rested, motivated, uh, is he tops in the field? Can he win? There's a big difference between guys who are really good golfers and guys who are really good golfers who can win. That separates the world top five, top 10, and the rest of the field. And then um, do they have a good wedge game, right? Do they give a good short game? That is also a, 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 an eliminator between the world one, two, and three, and the, even the rest of the top 10. Best putters, best short game on tour. And so if you know the players that have a, a good uh, game going in, even up to that week, and we are very much paddock lookers, like if you, I follow a lot of horse racing. Yep. So if you, do they look good in the paddock during the week of the Masters? Uh, my good friend Ray Floyd Jr., uh, who was on this week, who does an, an amazing blog, he, he predicted Sergio would win in 2017. Why? Just the way that he was going about his business during the week, how happy he was, no how light he was, how yeah. positive he was attitude wise. Uh, this week, you know, we saw Dustin Johnson, you know, struggling with putters, even at, at Monday or Tuesday of this week, even today. Uh, is that something you want going into the masters? Not necessarily. So all these factors play into how we handicap a tournament, but it's, it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. I mean, and it's such a feel sport too. It's really interesting. And I remember, I tell people this all the time. I guess I'm, I'm just old. Like, we just got so used to the Tiger era of, like, like it was just every week. It was, is he not going to win, basically, is what we got acclimatized to. And it felt like that's how we viewed, that a lot of people viewed golf. But I, I remember watching golf with my dad, and it was like, it was a feel game. If a guy, if a guy was having a good run, it meant he might win a tournament, but he'd be top five over the course of a month you know, mm-hmm. ish. And then he'd have a spike when he maybe hit a, a tournament or a course that was a little better and more suited to their, their style. And that's kind of how it was. It was, it was, it wasn't a crapshoot, but it was not like this crazy high level of like consistent play, but it all came down to like, you know, how they were feeling that week and putters well, disappeared, it, it, you know, to correlate it to horse racing. If you're betting the Derby, you're looking for Intel on the ground from trainers uh, from riders, yeah. from, from, uh, you know, Jody Demling, who does a great, great article in Louisville. You're listening to him. What, what is the horse doing, uh, that week? How are they behaving? How are they acting? It's no different for golfers. It's how these is a human sport at the end of the day, historical stats tell part of the story. But if the guy had bad food, if he had a bad hotel, <laughs> yeah. if he had a bad plane ride, if he's going through something personally, he's not going to play well. And, you know, the look at a guy like Tony. Now, on a separate issue, look at a guy like Tony Finau. A lot of people will like Tony Finau this week. He's won one time in his career. And it was, uh, it was the, the Masters. The Puerto Rico Open. <laughs> yeah. I don't expect Tony to all of a sudden pull it together at the Masters. He's a phenomenal player. He's one of the best TD Green guys in the world. And he's a phenomenal person. But there's a difference between, I'm looking at Dustin Johnson right now on TV. That is why he's world number one. 
one in every 10 tournaments, one of every five. If you had to, if you had to place money on one guy, it's going to be right there. Him, Rory, JT, potentially Justin Rose. Those are your guys because they know how to close it out. They can write off bad holes. They don't let the outside interfere with them. And they've got all the game, including the short game. And, you know, and that's just it. I mean, maybe there is no bigger or better track record of any sport of watching people just like implode. Like, is there more? Yes. Is there more? Like, it happens in every sport here and there no. where guys, like, but and we nothing. Know, and is, we know all the guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, you just know the guys and you can see it in their eyes. And listen, it almost happened to Corey Connors last week at the Valero. He bogeyed four holes in a row. And all of us were like, that's it. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah. But then he started laughing and enjoying himself. And he just didn't take it too seriously. And then he said, you know, screw it. I'm going to go out and win this. I mean, I need this. And he did. And now that that win will es- completely establish him in a new realm in golf because he got that monkey off his back and he can go out and win more. And, um, you know, Paul Casey, who I love this week, he is my guy this week. He's had two wins in the last two years. He is not known as a prolific winner on the PGA Tour, but he's got that off his back. And, you know, Paul Casey doesn't make mistakes and he does everything well. And he's a very smart player. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, um, I got to ask, are you, do you golf yourself? Obviously you do, Matt. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I golf. <laughs> yeah, I go. Are you, are you like a scratch golfer? No, no. not at all. No, not, no. not at all. We, uh, we try to get to that, but you know, I've golfed my entire life, but there's a reason why I'm doing this and not out there. <laughs> yeah. You're the guy entertaining everybody who was hitting scratch. Yeah. Golf. You see that, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing with golfers too. You, you know, they're not necessarily the most, uh, entertaining people. Uh, they're, they're not great interviews. Uh, Dustin Johnson, no exception, but that's what makes them great. They have balanced emotions. They're not rangy like yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I had I had a uh, I had the distinct privilege to uh, have some exposure to some uh, tour pros in my in my life, and uh, it was it's unreal that uh, just the tour itself. I mean, you got your top guys that are making their money, and they got uh, sponsorship exemptions through the Wazoo, and they'll never have to worry about a lot of things, especially money. But then you have like the other half or three quarters who grind it out every week, and they're flying themselves and their caddy around the world. And setting up in a hotel and doing this thing and trying to, you know, keep it on for the next year. And you find these people that are just so emotionally, like, just, they, they are rocks of humans. You know what I mean? They just, like, and they're amazing to talk to because they got to grind it out. And a lot of the guys that we see now still had to grind it out to get where they were going to be. Hey, I want to get into some odds here. So we got some interesting, so betonline.ag, um, they help us out with all the odds for um, the under-review show. So if you're going to head there, guys, um, use promo code REVIEW and you'll get a little extra nugget for betting on the Masters this week. Um, and they've put up a bunch of odds on just kind of, not just the basic who's going to win and who's not going to win. We're going to go over top 10 and top five. Um, but they've grouped some people um, mm-hmm. in, in by nationality this year, which I thought was super awesome. So let's start with an easy one. I'll give you the top you know, five um, American players right now. And, uh, and let's just say who, like if you were, if I just gave you a free betting account and, I get in it and had a billion dollars in it and you could take you know, $100 million and put it on a guy, uh, which would it be? So right now, DJ DJ is at plus um, five fifty, so basically five and a half to one. Tiger, uh, second place in terms of odds for an American at plus six fifty. I don't know if that has to do with the Tiger thing or how well he's playing. Jordan Spieth, uh, eight to one. Ricky Fowler, eight to one, and then uh, Justin Thomas rounding out that top five at nine to one. There. 
pretty wild. Uh, what if, hey, what if I said none of those guys? I love it. I'd love that you said that. All right. Uh, what, I would your, say Matt Kuchar. Oh, was he at 20 to 1? Yeah, he's at 20 to 1 right now. That's a wicked bet. I'm writing this down right now. Matt Kuchar, hey? And that's no just one has had a better season, really, than Matt Kuchar. Matt Kuchar is a is a ball-striking wizard. Uh, he doesn't make mistakes. He has a an awesome history and a long history at Augusta. He's missing this major, and I think that he's going to be the top American. In fact, him and Casey are 1-2 for me right now. Wow, that's awesome to hear. So you know who else is, is 20 to 1? Interesting is uh, Tony Finau. Or Finau. Finau, I can hard, hard pass. Yeah, hard, hard pass on Tony for now. Um, okay, interesting. I love that there's like a knot in there because um, odds aren't always just like talent, right? There's so many other factors that come in there. Um, okay, there's uh, um, we've got to go with the Euro, the Euro players too, because there's mm-hmm. that's the other biggest group, I'd say. Um, top European player, the top five right now. Rory plus 275, Justin Rose plus 450, uh, John Rahm plus 550, Francesco Molinari at uh, 8 to 1 and Tommy Fleetwood at 8 to 1. So there's your there's your top 5 there. Are those any of those guys on the board for you? Are you feeling good about any of those guys? This is a tougher column for me cuz okay. all those guys I love. I right. mean, Roy McIlroy is absolutely in the right frame of mind in the right zone to win mm-hmm. this. Justin Rose, albeit he hasn't I think he's faded a little bit over the last few weeks. He prepares just for this tournament. Rom is a killer. Molinari is an absolute killer. Maybe the best Euro uh, attitude and, and, and winning mindset in the world. I love Fleetwood, my favorite player. But I'm going to go off the board again. I love it. Casey. I mean, he's my guy. <laughs> he is, okay. Casey won the Valspar at Innisbrook, and uh, he's put it all together. I, I've got to stick with Casey. So he's only just outside the five. He's 9-1 to one there. So it's not like he's, he's yeah. way down the list. It's not a big 20-1 to one play like the last one, but... Paul Casey is your pick for Euro guy. If yeah. we just if we go within Europe though to to the English guys, um, you, you got yeah <laughs> Casey's in there. So he's Justin Rose. Um, you said you know you already said no to him. Tommy Fleetwood, Fleetwood, your your boy is also in there, but you're putting Casey above all those guys as well. Yes, I mean I love I love Fleetwood. I, if if the tournament was 54 holes, he'd win like Ricky 10 majors. <laughs> but but there's always that one round for Tommy. He accelerates and then he decelerates and it ba- and it backs him up. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tommy be the top. I got to stick with Casey. I'm completely on brand this week. I love it. Why why is Tommy Fleetwood your favorite guy? Well, I think uh, listen. I'm in the business of also in terms of this podcast. Additionally, I have an ad agency, right? Okay. And I'm in the business of branding. And in terms of a brand for golf and a guy that you just just represents everything you want out of a golfer style, charisma, um, Good what he does on the golf course. I would put him up there with the top off the tee in the world. Uh, he's gutsy. Uh, you know, you saw him at Shinnecock last year at the U S open. Um, that's, that's why I love him. You know, he's mid twenties, late twenties. He looks like he's thir- 55, but <laughs> yeah, that's from golf. So- that's pro, pro golf. That's, that's golfers, right. Yep. But that's why I love him. I love, I love Tommy Fleetwood. He's the best. Okay, um, now there's the Spaniards. Let's talk about the Spaniards. Talk about the Englishmen and the Europeans, but there are some Spaniards. There's only four of them, though, in the whole field, and uh, and there is one front runner. but there, there can be... I mean, you mentioned Sergio earlier, and that's why I want to get in on this. You got John Ram at minus 125, Sergio Garcia at, uh, at plus 200, Rafa Cabrera-Bello, plus 350, and then, and then the man, 
uh, Jose Maria Olathabal at uh, at plus eight thousand um, mm-hmm. to finish. And then this is just the top Spanish player. He doesn't have to even win. He's got to beat the the other three Spaniards. Um, I, I think I think you know Sergio's a former Sergio's a former winner. Um, yeah, we talk about having good hands to win the Masters, and you know Sergio's an, one of the most elite ball strikers in the history of the game. Very under underrated, but you know like a lot of these Spaniards, and you know Sergio's no exception, especially recently. He lets his emotions get the best of him. You know he had a fifteen, yeah, uh, on the par five right. fifteen last year. Um, I, I think the guy that you want in terms of you want guys who take chances at the masters. You want guys who really go after this course. John Rahm is one of the most aggressive, most talented players in the world. I, I would not be surprised to Rom would be my top five to win. I think Rom is easily the best Spaniard this week. Okay. How about, how about that? How about lefties? There's only three lefties left here. Mm-hmm. Bubba Watson, Phil Mickelson, Mike Weir. Odds go Bubba. like this. Bubba. Bubba all not day. Even, Go ahead with the odds. Well, I just Bubba's minus one thirty. He's the favorite. Phil's sitting at plus one hundred five, and that's not—that's barely like an underdog. He's really tight. They're giving him a lot of cred, but probably because he's Phil. And then Mike Weir at uh, plus twenty eight hundred. There. Yeah, um, I don't. I think <laughs> big sigh. I mean, Ray told me he saw uh, Bubba launching like three hundred eighty yard drives yesterday. Oh uh, Bubba. <laughs> Bubba can shape the ball around this. It's a lefties course, right? Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's for lefties with a cut. And um, he can shape the ball any which way he wants. He's had a good season. If you look at if you look at the Gemini at Riviera, it's a good comp tournament for this course. It is a for this is a second shot course, as is Riviera. Um, it's just, you know, as is Valspar. It's just something that I think you know, Bubba with two green jackets, he knows how to win, man. I mean, he just, he is absolutely fearless on the course. He takes chances. He's aggressive. His putter is the one thing that may hold him up, but you know, Bubba, I'm a huge fan of Bubba. I know I talk to Ted periodically, his Scott, his, his uh, caddy on Twitter. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just great for the game. And I think that Bubba is easily your top lefty, if not one of the top in the field. Well, I mean, hey, great segue here, though, because Bubba, like there are former winners and and you talk a lot about that experience being like not even just an X factor, just such a massive um, factor in you performing well in any tournament, let alone the Masters. Let's talk a little bit about former winners odds, because there are Mm -hmm. there are a buttload of these guys that are (laughs) that are on the list. You know, Mike Weir, including, you know, a guy who's 28 to 20, you can't even not even supposed to beat all the lefties out and he's still on this list. His odds are ridiculous, but um, let's go through the top five guys um, here. Cause we've talked basically about each one of them at some point um, during your interview here. So tiger is um, the top former winner in terms of Oz at plus two twenty five. Jordan Spieth plus three twenty five. Adam Scott at, at plus 700 Bubba Watson, your guy right there at plus seven hundred, and then uh, and then Phil Mickelson, who uh, you know it's Phil Mickelson, um, eight to one plus eight hundred on this. I think that now listen, I'm going to go against my best judgment because I'm, okay. I'm like I said, I always take I always take good form coming in. Jordan Spieth uh, has not won since the British Open in 2017. Uh, he's not performed well at all. He's not. He's one of the worst ball strikers statistically. <laughs> He's one of the worst putters, surprise, statistically. 
okay. he wasn't great at Valero, but there's something about Augusta that brings his game to life. He is he is a phenomenal wedge player, and he can be a phenomenal putter, but he's one of the best closers and winners uh, you'll ever see. He does not care. He is aggressive, and he is, he is very competitive. I think that Jordan Spieth is going to surprise people this week. I worry about Tiger's stamina. Uh, I think he has right. nonstop injuries that he has to deal with. I think he has resolved that that is just going to be the way he finishes his career. Um, I worry about four days, especially with weather breaks for his body. I think Spieth is going to come back. Yeah, well, okay. Spieth, Spieth it is for a former winner, um, or, or at least at least to finish the highest out of the former winners. Um, uh, before we go into our top 10 picks, I want to talk to you a bit about who, uh, like, do you have any surprises of who you think might make or miss the cut here? Some of those guys that you just, your gut tells you they're not going to be able to put it together. Um, I mean, there's some big ones you know, on the list, like, you know, the Dustin Johnsons of the world are there, but they're, they're, they're misses plus 800, you know, is there anybody out there that you're, you're keeping an eye on that you might want to take a jump at, at them actually missing the cut or, um, conversely, somebody that is probably going to be on the fringe that'll probably make it. But like, even you said, if, if Tiger is not feeling up to snuff, he might, just a day and a half into it, it could take its toll on him, right? Big breaks in that. There. That would be the one you'd look at. Yep. And, you know, his, his odds are probably factoring that in, but it's an 87 man field, right? right. Give or take. So there's not going to be a tremendous amount of people cut. So it's, it's really a, uh, it's a almost tough like a no cut event. So Tiger um, to miss it, by the way, is plus 500 um, right now. To make there, to miss the cut? Uh, to miss it. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's not that crazy, but it's pretty high right. comparatively. Right. Um, I, I say to make the cut or to do well, if you want some, some darts, uh, there are four, um, Corey Connors, who is not a fluke. You saw him win, win last week, at the Bolero. He's an impeccable ball striker. Really good. Really, really good. One of the best on tour just has to put a short game together. I think he's in a good frame of mind to, to, to just be loose and play well this week. I like Matt Fitzpatrick as well. Competitive. Uh, won a lot overseas, has the game here, good short game, good hands, long irons. Uh, Fitzpatrick um, is minus, one, uh, minus 375 to make the cut. It's great. Yeah. Keep going. Charlie Hoffman. Oh. Charlie Hoffman is an absolute gamer. He ne- he hasn't missed the cut here. He he played well at the Valero. It is absolutely Charlie Hoffman's season. He's made for this course. He do, <laughs> awesome. he just He's just you know cool as the backside of the pillow. And then Charles Howell. Charles Howell, born here, Augusta. Right. Uh, hasn't played here in a few years and uh, just having a phenomenal season, especially since he switched back to Titleist. So those four guys, I'm not sure they're odds for making the cut, but those four guys, you know, you, if you want a long wager for a deep winner, uh, it could be. Yeah, Howell, Howell uh, minus 375 and uh, Hoffman sitting at minus 350 for for those respectively. Um, but those are those are good picks. Man, you know, you know a ton about um, freaking golf and these guys... I'm I'm trying to get a bloody top ten pick in here, and you're yeah, you're, yeah and you're going you're going with uh, some guy I've never heard of, heard of probably making the cut, and you're gonna make more money than I am off it. Let's think about top ten finishes. Um, you got the usual suspects right at the top of the list. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, I had Lee Westwood for the you know way for the uh, for the players as my guy, oh, and my. and uh, and Oof. he came through for me. But there's some guys. Who are some guys way outside, some fringe 
some fringe players that you think might be like Howell's sitting at uh, plus one thousand, which is is that's a pretty decent payout for him to just make the top ten. Which I mean, overall he's in the top you know thirty of odds. Um, you know, uh, a couple guys, yeah, Webb Simpson's around that area too. Um, and anybody on your in in your radar you think is like, hey, look out for this guy. You might have mentioned him before, but let's get him in here again. I'd say eight to ten to one range is probably something you want to look at. Mm-hmm. Let's say you pick four guys and split those odds in half. Um, Eddie Pepperell, uh, Matt Wallace, Charles Howell, uh, How Tong Lee, uh, Matt yeah. Fitzpatrick, all in that price range. Those are the guys I'd look at. How Tong Lee, very he is he is Ricky Fowler uh, from China. He <laughs> okay, is aggressive. Right yeah. He is he's aggressive. Uh, he hits his irons well. And he can score in bunches. At the Augusta, at Augusta you got to be streaky. you got to score in bunches because you don't score much. How Tong Lee, watch out. Um, oh, by the way, oh, if you look at the, the one, one comparative that we have every year is the Omega Dubai Masters. Uh, um, or Omega Dubai Classic, excuse me. Every year, uh, we look at who won that. Uh, because historically, it correlates to the winner of the Masters. It could be just a coincidence, but 2015, Omega Dubai Masters, Rory McIlroy. Hmm. Um, sorry, he did not win the Masters. 2016, Willett. 2017, Garcia. Uh, and then 2018, Liao Tong. Wow. So, okay. I love it. And he's way down right? on that list there. He's in the 10, 10 15 to 1 uh, uh, range. That's a great one. Oh, God, I'm writing that down yeah. too. This is awesome. Okay. Well, before I let you go, we got to get the big one here. You've got an extra yeah. billion dollars in the, in the bank. You got to put it all all on it. That's it. There's one one guy to rule them all here. And uh, who's your pick? Who are you feeling really really good about um, to win the Masters? Obviously, Rory uh, is the favorite at plus seven fifty. Tiger's sixteen to one. Um, Jordan Spieth, you were talking about twenty to one. Ricky Fowler, sixteen to one. I mean, they're. The, there's a lot of value here in picking anybody in the top ten. A tremendous amount of value right now yeah i i if i'm gonna stick my neck out and as i said in my podcast fall on the sword (laughs) for this guy it's gonna be paul casey and i if you look at his master's record it's phenomenal um if you look at the style of play he is an elite ball striker Uh, he's a very smart player he has a lot of experience uh he knows not how to get backed up and make a lot of mistakes He's got an efficient short game that's better. He won the Valspar this year at Innisbrook in a very tough field on a very tough and similar track in terms of, you know, the type of player it takes and the speed of the greens. And I think Casey, between 28 to 33 to 1, listen, I can't, I'm not, I don't have an magic eight ball, but that's where I'm hanging my hat this year on Paul Casey. And nothing from the intel I'm getting on the ground is disputing what I'm thinking. So it is Paul Casey. Well, there you hear. There you got it from from the guy himself, uh, Matt Wiley, Golflandia. Uh, how can people find you on the internet machine if they need to? Besides going to Podcast One and uh, subscribing to the Golflandia podcast. Yeah, I'm a big Twitter guy. Okay, if you follow me on Twitter at Wiley77 uh, or at Golflandia on Twitter, and then my podcast, of course, available anywhere: Podcast One, iTunes, etc. Golflandia is pretty simple. And uh, yeah, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, man, you're, this is great. I'd love to have you back for some more majors. You know, uh, like just a shitload about golf, and it's freaking awesome. 
I feel right. like I know a bunch about golf now. And uh, like I've, I've, I've got a whole bunch of stuff written down here, and I'm going to go like actually have some fun placing some wagers. And then I'll tweet at you on Sunday at about um, you know 5 o'clock Pacific time when, uh, when I have no money left. And, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> we'll talk, we'll and then talk my then. Twitter account will change. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And you'll just go dark forever. Hey, uh, uh, Matt, I really appreciate you doing this, my friend. Yeah, brother. Anytime. Thanks. Okay. Thanks so much. Yeah, bye. Oh, man. Holy crap. Do you, do you ever, like, talk to somebody and you're just like, I'm an idiot after you get off, like, the phone or in a conversation with him? Because that's literally just what happened. Matt Wiley is an absolute stud when it comes to golf betting. Go check him out. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Make sure you head to betonline.ag too. Get a little, uh, get a little nugget in your account. Use promo code review and uh, they'll give you a bit of extra money. Um, what a hell of an episode. The Masters is going to be so fun. Uh, make sure you check out Matt Wiley. Make sure you pet, uh, check out betonline.ag. Uh, I'm Damon D. This is uh, the Under Review Show. Appreciate you listening in. Make sure you subscribe to us on all of the subscribery subscribers and when you get a chance to because we'd really appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the Masters. Adios, muchachos. Adios.